A quick editor's note before the podcast. Noah Delgado used to work for the state press and holds no staff position at the time of this podcast. Hello, I'm Peter Vizzo, and welcome to State Press Center Stage, the podcast where we highlight performing artists and creative minds here at Arizona State University. Joining me today is Tanner Conley, Sheila Utley, and Noah Delgado, three theater students who are working on a new show with randomized roles and using a new method called Theater of Radical Compassion in their new production, Everybody. Well, I'm Tanner Conley. I am 22 years old. I am a senior at ASU, and I am a theater major, and I'm playing one of the somebodies uh, in everybody. Hi, I'm Sheila. I am 20. I am a theater acting major and a musical theater minor, and I play a somebody. I am Noah Delgado. I am a... I want to say like a fourth year, but my graduation timeline is all messed up. Um, But uh, I am a double major in journalism and theater, specifically in the acting concentration. I'm one of the somebodies. Thank you guys so much for being here. Before we get into talking about your show coming up, everybody, let's talk about what got you into performing arts in the first place. Would you guys mind elaborating a little bit on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll go first. Go ahead. So I actually was a sports prodigy growing up. I did uh, competitive snowboarding, basketball, soccer, volleyball. I actually tried to join the football team, but my mom said no. So I had to take a fine arts credit in high school, and I managed to get cast as Cherry Valance in The Outsiders. And that is really where my theatrical career started. I just started screen acting this past semester. I mean, I did a little bit of uh, musical theater stuff in elementary school, but they were like dumb kid musicals. Like, I don't know if any listeners will know about this show, but I at one point did a show that was about King Arthur giving up swords in Camelot in favor of those like weird tube instruments you know what i'm talking mm. about it's a weird musical if you're out there and you know it shout out to you spam a lot no no the other one that's not spam a lot but is a lot like spam a lot oh oh uh, i know uh it was joust yeah i did that back in elementary school and then i like stopped for a few years and it was around high school when I was like, you know, I want to get back into theater. I looked around and I found uh, an audition for a local youth theater. They were doing a production of Frankenstein. I auditioned and got in and the rest is history. Yeah. I didn't really start actually getting into anything theater or acting related until like my sophomore year of college, probably my first semester. I've always been around uh, theater. My sister was in a bunch of plays in high school. She did like West Side Story and she did uh, Mamma Mia. She did a couple of other ones. Um, But I also like my parents love Broadway. So we went and saw Wicked with Idina Menzel and uh, Kristen Chenoweth. I've seen, uh, of course, West Side Story, uh, just like a bunch of different productions. Lion King, I remember seeing that. That was so so fun. So good. Um, but then I started trying out, uh, I took an acting course with Blake Edwards at ASU. Shout out to him. He's dope. Uh, he's from Ohio, like me. So it was actually funny because I was like, oh, he went to Ohio State. And I was like, I'm going to take his course. And then ended up doing it. He really liked my performance. And he said, hey, you should do THP 307. So I just kind of did a work with like Bill Partland. So then I also went into a part-time acting school for screen acting to see if I could 
do it with the big boys and that's basically it. We'll and he can do it with the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's figuring it out slowly but surely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the show everybody. It's a new show coming out. What can you tell me about the plot of everybody? How does one sum up the plot of this show succinctly? Right. <laughs> I think it's yeah. a bunch of abstract constructs like pushed together because you have to deal with like friendship versus your materialistic items versus your siblings versus just your outwardly family and the concept of dying alone, which is something no one mm -hmm. really wants to talk about. And since I think it's based off of a morality play, the every man it being like, hey, you have to do good stuff before you die. Whereas with everybody in the new take that the new playwright has mentioned, takes on a new toll of instead of it being solely about Christianity, it just challenges your morals. If we want to get into like the literal like beat by beat plot of the show, it's sort of a modern adaptation of the play Everyman. It's by Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, the same guy who wrote An Octoroon and uh, a few other plays. And it's about uh, this character named Everybody who gets summoned before God and death to uh, give a presentation on their life and to defend their life. Everybody being frightened of the prospect of doing this alone asks to bring someone along with them. The plot of the show is essentially everybody going to the various people that they've known throughout their life, like their friends, their family, uh, their material possessions, things like that. It follows them as they attempt to get ready for this presentation. <laughs> I didn't have to sum anything up. I, I honestly hate answering that question because I'm like, I don't want to. Well, it's like, it's so hard to answer because all the characters are concepts. They're not people. <laughs> the other, I think, thing that adds on to it, not only for the lottery being like, oh, death is random. It's also like, oh, what means to you is also random. Like Noah playing stuff has a different value to me than Tanner playing stuff because they both bring different aspects to the table and none of us play the characters the same. We all have different accents, different motives. So I think it also furthers the plot of like everybody's life is different. Yeah, and you mentioned something about a lottery system. You guys seem so excited to talk about it. <laughs> um, well, it's the cornerstone of the show, but it's also the most exhausting part of it from yeah. a performing perspective. Oh. Right. So can you elaborate on what that lottery system is for our viewers? Yeah, Tanner, yeah. would you like um, to do it? I can. Uh, so the lottery system is um, actually written within the script. It basically takes place um, on center stage. One of the characters comes down and is, is speaking, but while basically the cast of us that play somebodies are up on stage, we are basically walking up, taking a random pick out of a cup with tickets and each individual character that we have been chosen to play are written on these pieces of paper. So we just pick one, see who it is. We find out then before the show starts, which character we play, and then we get set up and go. And I mean, we could explain like, should we explain the actual breakdown? Of yes, it? but there's one thing I want to correct of what you just said. We uh. don't know before the show. We know during, during the, the show. show. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. It's before the show before starts the show. proper. Properly. But it's like an like... usher moment. Yeah. yeah. 
which is part of the script, but it's, we're still us. We're still actors. We're not in the show yet. Yeah. It's an interesting thing because basically how it works is we don't know who we're going to play on any given night. We've memorized basically the entire script and we're ready to jump in at a moment's notice and figure out who we're playing. It's it all happens on stage live in front of the audience, which means there's a chance things could go horribly wrong <laughs> and we have to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And also it means we had to establish relationships with every character, with every other character like A B C D, Usher God, Death Time and Understanding because the way that I act isn't the same way that Nick acts when he's everybody. And that's the same way for you both. So it's like you have to reestablish every single time we play a different character, a new role. Because, like, this is the first time tonight that I'm playing everybody in a week and a half. Right. And Ashley oh, had to come up right. to me. Yeah. Uh, Ashley had to come up to me two days ago to be like, hey, how do we do this again? Since her and I are the most physical in our scenes. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, yeah, interesting. It's definitely something that is very exhilarating i think it's super fun to just kind of have that last minute like you're getting your assignment like submitted type feeling like you just have to make sure you're like okay i got it now all right okay got it we're ready to go but it's definitely nerve-wracking i think especially for the upcoming first show it didn't really hit me until like recently but i'm just kind of like shoot it's it's coming up soon it's really exciting though because i think it's honestly i think we're gonna have a really fun time we're gonna kill it i don't care the audience is gonna be so confused when they listen to this because we're explaining it as best as we can but But none of this makes any sense we we all need to like collectively recognize this This doesn't make sense sense. it it doesn't but it it builds character it does does build character and it does make sense but it also doesn't. But that exactly. process of like uh, being second to last and watching you guys move to the spots on the floor, I'm like, ah, friendship's taken. Ah, stuff's taken. Oh, ever someone took everybody. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. And it's interesting because you guys have to come up with that during the show. It's not like something gets released for the audience saying like, oh, tonight will be played by Sheila as everybody, Noah as stuff, Tanner as cousin. It's completely random, and during the play itself, is that not, like, a little terrifying to you guys? It definitely seems like a massive challenge or obstacle to overcome. Oh, it's horrifying. <laughs> it's it's horrifying. Especially when you know people who are coming to see the show who have no idea what's going to happen, and I'm like, I can't reassure you of anything. I can't tell you who I'm going to be playing because I don't know. That's why we're credited as somebodies mm. in in the program because we don't know. We're somebody. I, I actually didn't even realize like while auditioning for this that it was going to end up being a role that you have lottery randomly select a character to play. And so it took me like by surprise i was like when i found out, i was like why do i why is there like seven to eight or nine different characters on this <laughs> casting and they're like oh yeah you're gonna play like one of these and i'm like oh that's cute am i gonna have to memorize the whole thing yep oh okay <laughs> and then uh took a minute with it i think that script is just beast of a script it is a beast of a script it that is. has so many like like granular 
things with it that you have to follow. But it's a short script. Like yeah. I, I, I want to clarify for the for the audience. This is like, like a ninety, 90 minute, minute show. Mm-hmm. It's not it's a long. Quick play. Um, there's no intermission. It's one act. There's a lot in there. It has a lot of stuff. It's a lot of just content. I think it touches on a lot of different subjects. It tries to combine a lot of ideas and even like issues that you can find out for yourself. I guess if you like, you take what you want out of what the play gives you, I yeah. think. So it gives you like a variety of things that you can kind of just, ooh, I'll take that. Ooh, I'll take that. That makes sense. I relate to that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned these characters, A, B, C, D. Can you tell me a little bit more about them? These l- letters that are people? Yeah. How um, do we not spoil the show, though? <laughs> true. Um, I would say the best way is A, B, C, D characters. You can almost say they're like maybe like the consciousness like devil's advocate and not devil's advocate the angel devil on your shoulder just kind of there to uh either question or give advice kind of like a i guess like a, a chorus yeah. in a way it very much depends on who is observing these characters mm. because the script doesn't specify who they are you can apply so many different ideas to these characters like, for example, all of us in the cast have our own interpretations of who those characters are, and we have talked them over with the actors who are playing those characters. Now, the audience, when seeing us perform these scenes with these characters, probably won't have the same interpretation. And that's part of the fun, I think, of the show. It's very open to interpretation. I guess you could say it very much depends on what conversation you have with the play when you come see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's play. Mm-hmm. It's a talker. It, that she is. <laughs> yep. When you come to see the show, you better be ready to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Not with a person, mm-hmm. but with a play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with the play. That is so true. What are some moments in the play, without really spoiling it, that you're either really excited about, maybe a little anxious about, or just have some strong feelings and you think the audience might get some kind of a strong reaction out of? I'm really excited to see the opening first, like first act, first scene. I think that it's going to be super interesting. Mm-hmm. It's fun, super interactive. I think it's fun. Yeah. I am really looking forward to, I think it's scene nine mm-hmm. with Rashab. It is a scene that you wouldn't expect, mm-hmm. especially out of a college play. Mm-hmm. So I think that it'll build a lot of character and if you come see it which you should 100%. i think it'll be a moment that you really reflect on yourself and how you've been living the way you have it's probably one of the most challenging scenes in any play that i've ever done like i've i've done some challenging material but that scene is heavy mm. and it's preceded by another really heavy scene and that's that's the one i kind of wanted to talk about because it also comes with a rehearsal story the, the scene that precedes the one that uh sheila is referring to is a scene with between a b c d and everybody and it's a really tense moment with a lot of very high emotions flying between the characters i don't know about y'all but from the beginning of rehearsals i was struggling with that scene only because i was like i don't know how to 
make this honest, you know? It's it's easy to just go into a scene where two people are arguing and just scream. Mm-hmm. But it's much harder to find some honesty in that. When it finally clicked was when we assigned our interpretations of who A, B, C, and D were. Mm-hmm. When I played the scene, there's a, it, there's a specific interaction that I have with uh, Ashley, who plays A in in the play, who, by the way, is phenomenal. There's an interaction I have with her in that scene that when it finally clicked, oh, <laughs> I mean, it hurt my heart. It really did. And then it immediately goes into that scene that Sheila was talking about. So it's heavy material, and I am so excited to get to play that whole thing because there's just something beautiful about a tense scene clicking. Yeah, and kind of just, like, touching on that, I think it's really a lot easier because I think at first when we kind of dove into – just getting started with the rehearsal process, especially with this first scenes with A, B, C, and D. I didn't really know how to approach it either. I, I mean, I knew it was an argument, but I didn't really take it as a super serious argument. I didn't really listen to what the text was saying. And then when I kind of finally put a face to the character and then kind of attaching the words of the text to the, just having that translation over to a person you kind of have to assign just like who is this person to me and what and why would I be saying these things in order to kind of I guess make them react that way because I mean what A says is it's some pretty heavy stuff so Mm -hmm. it's um it can hit so it hits I also think on top of it, getting to know the actor behind the character has been huge for me because going into yeah, the show, the time. only people I knew were Noah and Hannah. And we've been doing this show for what, a month and a half now? And I oh, already man. feel as if you guys are family. And having that moment with Ashley where we like met outside of rehearsals and hung out and like I drove her home and all these other things it gave us the moment where I could understand Ashley and I could get glimpses into where she was pulling her character from and Mm. I could merge that with where I was pulling mine from. And that's why, like, with her and I, when we play that scene, we kind of get physical, whereas she's not that with any of the other somebodies because that's how we met on a personal basis outside of the character. So I think going full circle... That's a big thing, is getting to know the actor behind the character. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You mentioned something about how this cast really does feel like a family. That's partially uh, a testament to the incredible leadership of our creative team, in Christina Friedgen, our fantastic director, Jacob Buttry, our rehearsal facilitator. I'm inevitably forgetting names here. CC. But CC, yes, CC. yes. Oh, we have a phenomenal team here. There is something that... I think is overlooked in a lot of rehearsal processes because a lot of them view the putting on of a show as this is work. We got to get the work done, got to put the show together and we got to get it on the road. This didn't feel like work at any point. What this felt like was play. That is how a rehearsal space should be run. I've never been able to play like a good honest scene with a scene partner without knowing them intimately as a friend. Like, if I am not able to view this person, not just as a peer and a coworker, but as a genuine friend, 
this scene's not going to go anywhere. We have to have the freedom to play with each other, to, to, to just mess around, try things, experiment. And that's what was so great about this rehearsal process. And so I'm so glad you brought that up, Sheila, because that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, it is. I, I think it's been an awesome experience in, in its entirety. I think that from day one and opening the floor to making it seem very, very inclusive and open could be probably a lot of the reasons why it's become such a very open and creatively fluid area and space that allows for us to really dive into the craft, really be comfortable to just work with each other because the only way that you can do really exciting fun new things is by being bold it's hard to be bold if you don't feel comfortable but i think it honestly did help us a lot and i think that i mean christina and uh, jacob and them have done such an amazing job just keeping everybody very much so um <clears throat> on the same page and wanting to work with each other to do new or fun, exciting things and just try things out. Christina really made the process about us. I think especially with the cast kind of pushed us to be part of the creation, I'd yeah. say. There was never a hierarchy mm -mm. with this team, no. you know. Never. A lot of times you have a cast that sort of fills out like a hierarchy. You've got like your ensemble, your supporting, your leads, your director, your stage manager. It looks like a tree like goes top down. This didn't feel like that and that's partially why I like I, I struggled to find the names of everyone in our creative team because it never felt like everyone had a clear leadership role. It felt like we all were a unit coming together to, to create this. I think that's really interesting what you mentioned earlier, Sheila, is that you and Ashley have this very specific connection for when you play that specific role. And from what it sounds like, everyone kind of creates their own dynamics based on who's playing what role that night, how those dynamics mix and match with each other with the abundance of possibilities that can come from this random lottery. One thing you mentioned, Tanner, was the TRC facilitation. Can you guys elaborate on what TRC stands for and what that has been like in the rehearsal process? TRC stands for uh, Theater of Radical Compassion. Defining the specific, like, phrase for it is difficult mm. um the way i've always talked about it is it's this sort of new experimental uh theater pedagogy that uh has been sort of introduced by our director christina Friedgen and our rehearsal facilitator jacob buttry it's part of their uh i think it's like part of their master's, master's research isn't it master's research. yeah master yeah and it's it they're just experimenting with ways to really emphasize playful unity within a cast. Obviously, I'm putting this into my own words because I don't know the specifics of what they're looking for. How that took form in our rehearsals was uh, we regularly would m split into groups and do work getting to the essential truth of certain scenes from the play. And we would create little vignettes that informed our blocking, but also bolstered our cohesion as a cast. It's a whole process where we're trying things that are always in service of treating everyone in the cast like a human being. I've been in so many casts where I just wasn't treated like a human being. It, look at the news that just came out with um, Jagged Little Pill on oh, Broadway. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, this goes, this is industry deep. Like there's something toxic 
and about a lot of commercial theater that just seems to treat performers and workers like set pieces. Very true. Um, and so a, a lot of the work that we did in this process is trying to deconstruct that. The, the blocking and then the vignettes and just the, bo- like the body movements and the things that we've done to kind of incorporate into the play shows that it's, you know, we're a base piece of the building of the play. I mean, we have taken our own interpretation and how those would fit on the topics of the play and the essential truths and then we incorporated those into different ways and I think it's really cool because I haven't really caught any like dissatisfaction from the cast we like what's been put into it we don't feel like anything's been really left out too much but what helps to make it not feel superfluous is that everything we did was in service of putting something in the show right we were all a part of creating the show like that usually doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You usually get a director who comes in with a clear vision of what they want. In this, we had a director who came in and said, let's figure it out together. And that's amazing. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said earlier, when it comes to audiences having a conversation with the material, we as actors also had a conversation with the material. <laughs> and now that we've had ours, it's time for the audience to have a conversation with the material. In the beginning, I was so irritated every time I'd go to rehearsal and we would be doing TRC work. I felt like it was a waste of time and that we could have spent all that time blocking and then just doing run-throughs. So this whole, I haven't played everybody in a week and a half matter would never have happened. Now that we're on stage and we're actually going through the scenes, I'm seeing Christina's vision getting pieced together and I'm understanding it. I do think that for the show, for the cast, and for the creative team that we had, that if we would have done it the way that I know I'm used to, of you have a table read, you start blocking the very next day, and then you just do run-throughs, I don't think that would have worked. Yeah. I also think with TRC, it truly forced us to pull our own weight. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially with a show like this one, where we have to hold each other to the same standard since we are all playing the same character. Right. And with TRC, it gave us all the first understanding of how we were playing each character and why we were playing that character that way. Because my friendship's different than your friendship, and your stuff is different than his stuff. But TRC gave us that, like, solidified notion of a beginning of where to start. Right. I do see that we are running a little late on time. You guys need to go to rehearsal and finish up your work. Is there anything before we go that you guys want to tell the audience? Get your tickets fast, because from what I've been told, tickets are selling really well right now. Oh, so, that's nice. also, I did not hear that. To that's all the cool. little freshmen who are about to write papers about me, make I'm... sure you get my good side. <laughs> yeah, I would say please uh, come with an open mind, open heart. Be very, very open to just letting the show show and let it be a play. Play with it. Uh, Have a conversation with it. Have fun with it. Um, We put a lot of work into it. I'm really excited. And I think one last thing to say is this show is exactly what you make it out to be because everyone's interpretation of the plot, Mm -hmm. how things are written, the wordplay, the grammar, it's all going to be understood differently by different people who have different backgrounds whatever conversation you have with the play is valid but have a conversation with it
Well, thank you guys so much again for being here. It was really wonderful having you guys on. Have a good rehearsal, okay? Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Peter. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. My thanks again to Tanner, Sheila, and Noah. Be sure to catch everybody at the Lyceum Theater on October 15th through the 17th and the 21st through the 24th. You can go to their Instagram, at EverybodyASU, for information about the production and how to get tickets. For the State Press, I'm Peter Vizzo.